Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunrise on this beautiful day, on this uh, great, this thankful service that we have. One of my favorite Sundays of the year. We get to express our gratitude and thankfulness to the Lord and sing some great songs, hear a great word from the Lord, and then eat some good food for the potluck afterwards. So I'm looking forward to that. For those of you online who will not be joining us for the potluck, you guys can eat in spirit with us at home in your kitchen, but uh, we'll be having some yummy casseroles and pancakes here. So why don't you guys stand with us as we prepare to worship and sing this morning. I want to read from Psalm 100. I know this psalm is probably familiar to many of you, heard this many times, but um, hear these words as we prepare our hearts. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's worship together. Sometimes you gotta stare down the giant, worship from the lion's den. Sometimes you gotta shout it from the mountain, louder than the valley, trusting that it's gonna set you there. Sometimes you gotta welcome the wonder, wait for the answer, worship with your hands in the air. I'll praise you anywhere, praise, giving praise. Giving praise in the highest praise. Giving praise, giving praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, He is worthy of all of the praise. Sometimes you gotta praise in the prison. Cry out to heaven. Shout until the door swing wide. Sometimes you gotta stand on your shackles, brave in the battle, worship with your hands held high. I'll praise you anywhere. Praise, giving praise, giving praise in the highest praise, giving praise, giving praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. Day and night, countless reasons why I'll praise you anywhere. Every promise, goodness, every step, each and every prayer, I'll praise you anywhere. Faithful all my life, blessings day and night, countless reasons why I'll praise you anywhere. Every promise, goodness, every step, each and every I'll praise you anywhere. Praise, give him praise, give him praise in the highest praise. Give him praise, give him praise in the highest. He is worthy. Yes, he is worthy of all of the praise. So I'll praise you anywhere. you anywhere. Amen. Let's give him some praise this morning. Amen.
with joy this morning. Here we go. Oh, wandering into the night. Yes, wanting a place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones. And I try with all my might. But I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. Oh, a vagabond. Just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know. And he told me that I was not alone. Yeah. You pick me up, you turn me around, you place my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because you heal my heart, you change my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior, I thank God. Oh, I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning. Oh, like ashes in the wind. So long to my Oh, burden and bitterness You can just keep them moving Oh, you ain't welcome here And just when I ran the streets of gold I sing about you Save my soul This wayward son has found his way back Because you heal my heart, you change my name, forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Here we go. I lost another one. Yes, I am free. Let's declare this one together. I lost another one. I am free. Yes, I am free. Oh, I am free. I lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. I lost another one. I am free. Oh, I am free. Yes, I am free. confidence in his love, an inexplicable peace in his will, 
It turns pain into joy, trial into triumph, sorrow into sanctity, and suffering into redemption. Gratitude gives thanks to God not because things are good, but because He is good. In gratitude, our wills become one with God's so that we bless Him for the life He has given us and long for the day when He calls us home. Not my will, but yours be done. And so for all the good things that are to come and all the heartaches too, oh Lord, we give you thanks.
can express our gratitude to you this morning. We're so thankful for your goodness and your kindness and the blessings all throughout each one of our lives. Let's take a couple minutes just to express our own personal gratitude to God. praise today. We come with gratitude and thanksgiving on our lips. We just pour it out to you, God, as praise, as worship. Just as the perfume was poured on your feet, God, we pour out our worship, our praise to you. May it be a sweet, sweet and fragrance to you, Jesus. pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Um, Just a couple of announcements before we take a brief interlude. Um, Special welcome to everyone, whether you're here for the first time, um, here for the 12th time, um, whether you're here joining us in the room or online. Um, It's good to see you. It's good that you could make it. Um, You can scan the QR code here on the screen, um, or if you're joining us online, there should be a link in the comments for you to fill out a guest form so that we can send you a gift, um, or so that you can pick up a gift in the back after the service. If you didn't know, our thankfulness potluck is after the service today, Um, so whether you brought a dish or didn't bring a dish, um, whether you knew about it or not, if you're here for the first time, please come to the potluck, enjoy a meal with all of us. We have pancakes, we have um, desserts and breakfast casseroles, and it's going to be a great time. So uh, come and join us there. Uh, The Advent family bag signups are open this week. Uh, These are bags that Julie put together that have um, scripture readings, crafts, activities, uh, and a Spotify playlist that you and your family can enjoy together this Advent season. Um, So if you're interested in one of those, there should be a link on the screen uh, to sign up. And then finally, if you'd like to partner with us here at Sunrise, uh, we have three ways that you can give. Um, You can give online through the website or app. Uh, You could drop it in the bucket on the way out, or you can mail in a check as well. With that, um, the children are not dismissed today, but we're still going to take a three-minute break so that we can all get coffee, do what you need to do, stretch your legs, say hi to your neighbors. All right, everybody. If you could find your way back to your seats, that would be fantastic. 
All right. Well, good morning and welcome to Sunrise Ministries on this uh, Thankfulness Sunday. We are so glad that you have, have joined us. And just to reiterate what Noah said just a couple of minutes ago, um, if Amy actually brought what she was making when I left, we have much more that I, than I'm allowed to eat <laughs> today. So please, please hang out. Um, it's going to be a, a good and a and a fun day. Um, so, Noah, you're with me again this week? Yeah. So let's welcome Noah back. <laughs> right? And I noticed we, we're sitting actually this way this week because your folks are sitting in my eye line. Yeah, exactly. And they were sitting yeah. in your eye line last week, and you're like, no, that, yeah. I can't do that. I had to look at my parents the whole time, and now it's like an effort. So it's right, exactly. <laughs> because right when you're preaching, they're just like, mmm. Right? That's the... <laughs> got a lot of problems with that guy. Today, we are going to continue on our series, uh, and we're going to be talking about um, remembering the Sabbath day, uh, but in the context of creation. Now, hopefully this will make sense as we continue to move through, but we're going to be looking at several verses uh, today together, and uh, Noah and I are going to be doing this in conversation again today because... Frankly, I just, I feel like that I'm, we're going to be saying some things that many of us that were raised in the church are going to be like, really, is that how this goes? And I wanted somebody else to blame. <laughs> yeah. I accept that. Okay, my, excellent, excellent. Okay, I accept that. So let's look at the scripture, shall yeah, we? Perfect. All right. Okay, because I am old and I cannot read that. I'm going to read from up here. Observe the Sabbath day. Uh, this is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, verses 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals. That's Actually, that last little, those last three phrases, those are the easiest things I have to apply today. <laughs> um, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. There we go. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So today, no, we're going to, we're going to look at, at four questions, right? And we're going to try to answer four questions in a reasonably um, short period of time. I'm going to try. Um, but, but the first is, is this idea of what is the Sabbath, right? So, so we all come to this with sort of our, our ideas. And Sabbath is one of those funny terms that a lot of us who were sort of raised in the church, we, 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 we kind of know, um, but, but we really a lot of times don't think of it the way that the Israelites would have thought of it, right? As they were receiving this instruction. So, so let's, let's do something right to begin with. I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit. And I want to, to go back just a few years ago, right? And just imagine that you are a first-year Hebrew student back at seminary. Yeah. Are you there? I'm there. Okay, all right. Now, if I were to say, I were to, say to you, so, so, so Noah, first-year Hebrew student Noah, what is the Sabbath? How would you answer, answer me when I, when I ask that question? Right. Going back in time, I would probably say, well, don't you mean Shabbat? Isn't that the, the right term there? Lord, there help us. Yes, 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 that's what I'm saying. Um, and, of course, I would tell you about all of the ancient Israelite customs, um, many of which are carried through to today, right? That the, the Shabbat uh, was not the Sunday. It was actually on Saturday. Not just on Saturday, but on Friday evening until Saturday evening, right? Because in Genesis we find God oh. creates and God says there was evening. not morning and yeah. evening, but evening and then morning the first day. And this was in the imagination of the ancients. And so these people would um, not just cease from their work, they wouldn't just stop doing things, um, but in fact for the ancient Israelites and um, many Jews through to today, and it was a feast, it was a celebration, people would come over to your house, um, it, it wouldn't really be a Shabbat um, if the patriarch of the household didn't sing Proverbs 31 over his wife while everyone else was <laughs> drinking wine. And challenge, accepted. challenge accepted. Yeah. 
It's not. Where are Julie and Amy? They are conspicuously absent. Conspicuously. I don't yeah. think I Oh, oh, there she. <laughs> You're ready to sing that. I, I am not, actually. I didn't think she was in here. That's why I said it. <laughs> cool you down. I love you. And so, of course, this looks pretty different from what we do today. Right. Okay. So very good. I, this reminds me that every first-year Hebrew student should probably be kept in a cage in a for cage. at least six months. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So, okay, no, that, that's really good. So let's rewind it a little bit further, though. Okay? So, all right, let's go back even several years. And, 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 and let, me, let me ask that same question then to little kid Noah, right, that grew up going to church just down the road, and, right, good, solid Bible-teaching church. And if I would ask little Noah what is the... What is Shabbat? What would little Noah say? What's Shabbat? Yeah, he would. I don't, I don't understand. He probably a would. Funny way to say Sabbath. It is. Um, I probably wouldn't even at that age have talked about Sabbath. I would have talked about maybe the Lord's Day, uh, but it would yeah. have been Sunday. It sure. would have been uh, you wake up, you go to church, um, you go home, uh, you wear your best, your Sunday best. That's why it's called that, actually. Uh, you wear your Sunday best, and then you go home, um, you change into some more comfortable clothes, you have a good meal with your family, um, you take a nap every week. Praise the Lord. Um, and then whoever wakes up... Yes, yeah, was somebody, somebody over here is like, preach. Yeah, yeah that's... Okay, good. Um, whoever wakes up first usually puts something on the TV. Uh, maybe MASH was our favorite. Oh, okay. Sunday afternoon, every week. And then we would have Sunday dinner and go to church again, always twice, yeah. growing up. Um, and that was Sunday. But you never... <laughs> Y'all get it. Um, yeah. you, you didn't go out to eat. Uh, we didn't go to the store um, to buy groceries. It doesn't matter if you're out of milk. Um, you should have planned ahead. Um, yeah, it was a, a day set aside, yep. mostly for, for naps. Mostly for mostly, naps. That, that was the cornerstone of the day. All right. Okay. So, so we've, so the Sabbath, right? And so, so very similar, right? To, similar. to sort of my, my kind of upbringing, but, but that brings us to, to the next question is in the, in the text, it not only talks about the Sabbath, but it talks about a mm. Sabbath. And as, as we talk, Noah, as we were putting together the message, this is something that I think has probably changed a great deal in my lifetime. Sure. And I think you've seen, seen a bit of this, but seeing as how I was starting in ministry, right, when you were born, <laughs> which makes me feel old and angry at the same time. And I'm not sure exactly why. Blessed. Right. Yeah, Cheers. exactly. Right. Yeah. Look at the gray beard. Um, so, so been a lot of changes like for me, right? So, so this idea of Sabbath, a Sabbath, as far as my personal mm -hmm. practice, as far as my theology is concerned, um, how ministers are trained mm -hmm. now versus um, back in the day. And then probably more than anything else, for me, it's how I think about Sabbath has been something that is just, was well, just different. Mm -hmm. um, my concept of Sabbath growing up was almost exactly like yours. A, a few different things. Sure. Right? So for us, it was like, you don't mow the yard. Yep. Right? That was like strictly prohibited yep. to do, you know, to do yard mowing. You couldn't put up hay, which I'm thinking some of you guys are like, you really were raised in the country, weren't you? <laughs> I, I was. Um, you... You didn't go to your job. You didn't do things that would make you money. Um, you didn't play organized sports, no. right? That was a that was a big no no, right? For us, um, th there were certain things that you could do though. That even as a kid, I was like, this just doesn't seem to, right? So it's a day of rest. It seems for everybody but mom. Yep. Can I get a witness for, from the moms in here, right? So it's like, cause somebody had to cook that dinner, and somebody had to clean up the kitchen, and somebody had to, right? put the house in order before, while all of the rest of us were taking naps. Um, you could pick up the house, but you couldn't clean it from top to bottom. Right, right. Right, so it's like, you know, yeah, certainly you could clean the dishes or pick your dirty towel up off the, the, the bathroom floor, but there was no work beyond that. Um, daily chores, like you, we were permitted to, to do all kinds of fun things where some of my friends weren't. Sure. Right? So we could throw a football or baseball in the backyard. We could watch television. Um, the backyard. Did I say the backyard? Only the backyard. Oh, yeah. Exactly, right? This is the other thing. Well, of course, you, the neighbors couldn't see my house, so we could pretty much do what we wanted to do wherever. 
But the concept of a Sabbath, mm. right, really began to take shape for me uh, as I was going through seminary. And, and, but, but it began to take shape, I think, in terms of how inconsistent things were, mm. yeah. Is that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because, so my preaching professor, and we, we talked about this a little bit, my preaching professor, he's with the Lord now, Dr. Bruce Fong. Um, he was also the president of the seminary uh, when I was there. This is when I was at uh, Michigan Theological before I came to Calvin. But he insisted that you spend at least one hour of study for every minute you were going to spend in the pulpit, which meant that if you preached for 30 minutes, he wanted you to study for 30 hours the week previous. Hmm. Um, and so you guys were like, what? This is not uncommon, right? You, no. Because your professors told you something similar. Exactly the same thing. Yep. Half of your hours every week should be sermon prep. Yep. Yeah. The great irony is, is none of these men ever pastored a church. <laughs> yeah. Right? They Dr. Were the Fong didn't. The books. Right. Yeah, he right. didn't. He, did, he, ne he never pastored. He, he did for like two years after he transitioned out, and then he went back into the academy. <laughs> um, but the inconsistency, right, for, for me, right, the expectation of, of, of work, and then what does it mean for someone to actually set aside and to have a Sabbath? Because I, I think that when we look at the scriptures, you guys, what, what we see is like the Sabbath isn't just necessarily a, a day, right? It's not a day or an adherence to a set of rules. It's, it's, it's not something that is... That, that I am built for, it's something that's built for me according mm. to Jesus, mm. right? It's something that's for my good. Um, it's more than just going to church. It's more than just rest. Sabbath isn't about just abstaining from things, nor is it about legalistic regulations or participation on a certain day of the week. But here's the thing, I'm not sure, honestly, know that I've figured out what it means. Hmm. When your work day is the day that most other people in the church set aside as Sabbath, what does it mean to Sabbath well? I was especially convicted actually last Sunday hmm. as I was thinking forward to this message and I was laying on the couch and I was watching my beloved Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> as Tyler Boyd dropped the potential winning touchdown pass. And I'm, I'm being really serious here. Sure. I was so angry and I was so frustrated and I was so disappointed in what a 25-year-old kid did in a pair of tight white pants. <laughs> I was so agitated and the Spirit spoke to me in that moment and just simply said, is this Sabbath? Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. Right? The Sabbath and a Sabbath, right? I'm, I'm not sure, buddy, that practically speaking, I always know how mm. to keep the Sabbath holy. Can you help us out? I can do my best. All right. Um, when we ask this question, how do we keep the Sabbath holy? Oh, sure. I'll, you know, and I'll do this. Oh, so we can all see it. There you go. Um, there's a couple of sort of important the how and the why kind of go together. Uh, you're going to unpack more of the why for us in sure. a minute, but um, they can't really be separated. Um, there's two sort of things we need to think about when we're thinking about what the Sabbath is and how to keep it holy. Um, and we find this directive in Scripture, um, keep the Sabbath day, um, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy, um, because, and then we get two separate reasons. Um, in the book of Exodus, when we received the law um, the first time around, um, God says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy because I made the earth right. in six days. And on the seventh day, I rested. I Sabbathed. Um, and this isn't... Uh, what this isn't meant to be, I, I suppose, is a guilt trip. That if I could rest, then you could rest. If I can stop, then you should stop. Um, what it really should be for us is a recognition that God spent six days creating... Um, everything, yep. um, and, and bringing order to the chaos, and bringing order to his creation. Um, and when we find God at the end of the sixth day, he isn't done. 
um, when we really look at sort of uh, uh, the rest of creation, he has the Garden of Eden, is this nice ordered little paradise, yeah. and he has his image bearers there, and he tells them to go out and restore order to things. Um, I'm going to use this phrase and then I'm going to translate it. Um, because Julie reminded me that all the kids are here too. And so it's important that I uh, use words everyone knows. Oh, that's um, good. But we are here um, on this earth as image bearers of God. Um, God has tasked us with expanding on latent potential in creation. That was the phrase my that's, professors always used. Yeah. Um, but it's this idea that there's, there's, there's potential. There are inventions yet to be invented. Yep. Um, there are uh, building plans yet to be designed. Um, there are medicines yet to be discovered, right? Um, there are things in creation that God put there as potential. They, have, um, they can become more than what they are. And God tasks us with that. So God finishes his work on the sixth day, and his work is good. It's not maybe finished, but he rests. He says, this is, this is enough. This is good. Yep. I'm, I'm finished for now. I'm going to rest. And so when we examine our own lives, this might be applied differently for um, different people. In fact, it will be applied differently for different people. Um, but when we think about the good things that we do in our life, um, the good stuff we do at work, the good stuff that we do at home with our family, um, the good work we are doing in our garden, in our yard, um, walking the dog, right? These good things, they are good. Um, God doesn't say stop doing all those bad things. He does say stop doing the bad things you're doing. Um, but the Sabbath is not about merely stopping those things that pull you away from, pull you away from God. It's about looking at all the good things in your life and resting in them and being content mm, yeah. with them. Um, that's sort of our first how, is that you stop the work. Just as God finished the work he had been doing, he rested from his work. He rested from all the work of creating that he had done. We also need to rest, um, finish the work that we're doing for the week, um, and be content with what we have. So whatever God rested from doing on the Sabbath, his good work of creation, um, Israel here is commanded to do the same thing. But we have a second reason. Um, we have a second reception of the Ten Commandments here in Deuteronomy that we're working through. Um, and here the, the commandment looks the same. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Um, your son, your daughter, your male and right. female servant, um, your ox, your donkey. Yep. Dennis, please let them rest. Um, I do what I can. The exact same commandment comes to us. But then in verse, I believe, 15, um, it says, because remember that you were slaves in Egypt, right. um, that actually you, for 400 years, have not had a Sabbath. Right. You have not had, uh, uh, I, I hesitate to call the Sabbath a break, but you have not had the opportunity to rest. That was inhuman. That is not how I designed you. Yep. Um, and, and the Egyptian overseers became a burden to the Israelites that they had to carry seven days a week. And so God gives us this command again. He says, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and now it's your turn, not only to rest, because you haven't rested in a very long time, but also not to become Egypt to other people. Hmm. Um, and not only other people, but also to creation itself. Um, that these animals and the earth itself also needs to rest. You are the caretakers of this space. And it's your job to make sure that it works as much as it should and then rests when it needs to. So how to observe the Sabbath has to do with ceasing our work, but also not burdening other people. I hope. Yeah, no, that's good. That helps you. That's better than what I had written down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, the, the one thing that just kind of jumps, jumps out at me at, at that is that it's, right now, it's more than just this personal mm. relaxation. It's more than just me taking a nap. It's it's about this idea of really getting back to that first mandate, mm. right? And we're going to talk about this more next week, but, but that God planted the garden. But even in, at the end of Genesis 1, there is a garden and there is the wild. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that this, this all, this good work that we do as contrasted with this idea of Sabbath is about doing the good work that we see God doing, but also doing what we see God doing when he rests. Mm.
So, so, so this right leads us to the to, to the to the why. So the how uh, we've talked a little bit about this text, but but right right the why. And 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 those of us that kind of have been either educated or raised sort of in a maybe in a, in a roughly reformed setting, this is going to not be a surprise, right? But but the why is well for our good and for God's glory. Mm. Now, 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 we can unpack that a little bit, but, but there are several parallels, again, that get us back to this, that, that, that account of creation, the, the, the door that we kind of, we kind of opened up. Um, and, and we see this, I think, you guys, in the language of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12, and chapter uh, verses 15 that you kind of alluded to, Noah, is, is that in, in the beginning of that passage that we just read earlier, it says, therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day or at the very end it ends with therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day so he's given us all of these how statements but then at the end there's this invitation to to observe something um if we look at the English text, and this, this is where it gets really interesting for me, you guys, we would see that the word observe in English appears twice in this passage. It appears once at the beginning and once at the end. But here's what isn't readily accessible, right, as we're reading in, in an English translation, is that these are two different Hebrew words. And this is fascinating to me. Mm. And they have two really distinct meanings. And I think this is important. The first thing that we're told told in the passages, right, to observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That, that word that's translated observe literally means to guard or to keep safe. Mm. Keep safe the Sabbath day. Guard the Sabbath day, right? But at the very end where it talks about, and therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day, that's a completely different word that, that's really this broad term that means to do or to make, mm. right? And so, so in in essence, what, what we're being called to do is that, therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to do what you have seen him doing on the Sabbath. Mm. To guard and to keep safe for some reason, right? And then to do what we, we see him, him doing. So, so I did this this week, and I don't often do this, but... Um, I translated this passage like, and I, I often do it, but I don't often show you guys. Um, but I think as I, I read this, no, this was, I, I thought it was just interesting how if we sort of unpack some of the things we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, that, that a lot of this really spoke to me about what it means to actually be a Sabbath keeper. Mm. And maybe this is... a something that could speak to us in our context, but guard the Sabbath as sacred as your God, whose name is Yahweh, commanded you. For six days you shall work as I did in creation, as an act of worship to me. But Saturday is a sacred time for rest and worship for your God, whose name is Yahweh. On Saturday, you're not to work as I did in creation, or as you do on the other six days of the week. Your children are not to work. Your servants are not to work. Your animals um, are not to work. Nor any non-Israelites living in your towns to work so that everyone may rest as you do. Don't forget, you were slaves in Egypt, and that your God, whose name is Yahweh, brought you out of there by his power and grace. Because of this, your God, whose name is Yahweh, has commanded you to do as he did. Mm. Friend, Sabbath is, is only something that free people can do. When we Sabbath, we luxuriate in the freedom hmm. that we have not necessarily from Egypt like our right, Israelite mothers and fathers did, but we luxuriate in the freedom that Christ has given. Right? We are no longer slaves to the striving hmm. that exists in this world. That we no longer labor in a way that's under oppression or coercion. 
But now, our God, whose name is Yahweh, like our Israelite mothers and fathers, has brought us out of Egypt and invites us to do what he has done. For six days, he made stuff. He made the stuff and then he gave it purpose and put it into order. For six days, he refined and honed his good creation. He mitigated the chaos and he showed that he is the God of all creation and all created things. He did and calls us to work with purpose toward a good and beautiful end for six days. For six days, that's our calling. But he tells us here that there's more than, there's more than that, that, that for one day, for one day he rested from his work and he calls us to do that as well. By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. And on the seventh day, he, and this is really interesting, I have the, the Hebrew transliteration up there, Yishbat, he rested from his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he, what's that word? Shabbat. Ha, right? First year Hebrew. There it is. He Sabbathed. That's why we call it Sabbath is that that's what it means. He, he rested from his work, the work of creation that he had done. And he calls us into that same space, friends. He calls us into this space, not just to cease from our labor, but to rest, to truly recline in him, to, to worship him, to, to lay down the labors and the cares of the day, to, to rest, if, it, if I can put it this way, to rest with intention and freedom, luxuriating in the goodness of God and creation. Because he has given us He's given us Sabbath with a, with a purpose. And, and the purpose isn't that we, you know, get to lay around and fuss at Tyler Boyd for dropping a touchdown pass. No, that, that's kind of counter to, to what his purpose is. He's given us Sabbath for our good. And it communicates several things to us that we are not slaves, right? That we are valued. That, that we, we matter. And folks, and, here's, and, I, and I wonder about this. I wonder especially in sort of our culture and in our setting. And I, I think back, Noah, to, to what Dr. Fong with, with well intentions right, told us. I, I remember sitting in the class that day when he looked at us and said that, that pastors need to work 60 to 70 hours a week. That's what you're signing up for. Mm. And I think he was well intentioned, but I just think he's wrong. I think he's wrong. Because, friends, the reality is, is that I can't by my effort do the work of God in your life or even my own. Right? That's the spirit of God's work. And in this command, he's calling us to luxuriate in his goodness and in his love and to do what we see him doing. But not only that, it's... It's a call to bring him honor and to bring him glory, right? For our good, but for his glory. Everything was allowed to rest. You, you kind of hinted at this you know, in your, but the, the, this, this was the thing is that Sabbath is, is more than just a day, but in, in the culture of the Israelites, it was every seven years, mm -hmm. the land got a Sabbath, yeah. right? Every 50 years, there was the, the time of Jubilee where, where things like oppression and generational poverty were done away with. Mm. Right? There's this, this idea that God gains glory when image bearers treat other image bearers the way he treats us. Right? So we, we Sabbath for our good and for God's glory, but also as a testimony of what he has done and continues to do, for he rested. He showed us 
how this works. And so, so, so friends, here, here's the thing. When, when you hear this, this concept of restful, Dennis, what does it look like to rest? It's going to look like whatever is restful for you. Right? It, it, it's going to look differently for people. I can tell you this, a home improvement project is not restful for me. <laughs> not at all. I've been fighting with kayak pulleys for a day. <laughs> I don't know, for four or five hours yesterday, it was reading the instructions. Was it not that long? Four or five minutes? Okay. <laughs> Just felt like four or five hours. Man. But friends, what do you do, right? What do you... What do we lay down, right? And it's not about checking things off of a list, right? It's, it's about this idea of we rest, we do what we see God doing, is that we labor for six days, and on the seventh day, we set that aside. And it's not about Saturday or Sunday, right? For man wasn't made for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man, Maybe some of you here just need to hear me say this. Maybe the best thing that you can do for yourself, maybe the best thing that you can do for your family is to stop hustling so much. And to seek contentment. Maybe working 60 or 70 hours a week is, is necessary, but sometimes, sometimes, but let's stop fooling ourselves and saying that that's a virtue. To work yourself into an early grave is, is not a virtue. It's, frankly, it's a product of the fall. Hmm. And part of the way that we take the garden out into the wild is that we rest and we celebrate in God's good creation. The worship team is going to come and, and they're going to lead us in a, in a final song. And, and after this, we're, we're, we're going to pray, and then we're going to be dismissed. And we really are serious. We want each of you to stay and, um, and to hang out and to eat. And we're super thankful um, for the time that we get to spend with each other. But maybe today, here's what I want us to do, right? So tie in this, this stuff. Today is a day for you to be thankful that you can be in the presence of God's children, to be with people who love him, and be thankful for the fact that today is a day that you can rest, that you don't have to strive that someone else is laboring to feed you lunch and that's something that you don't have to do. We're super thankful for those that have, that have brought food, but I'm really thankful he's not in here to hear this, but Tyler Blair has been a part of this community for about the last six months, him and Hugh, and um, yeah, has a, just a real passion and a, and a history in, in the food industry. And one of the things he said a few months ago is he was like, man, Dennis, I would just love to serve. Right, and he's serving us today, and I'm thankful for that. Mm. That's Sabbath. Mm. Right? And so, so as I pray, um, my friends, we're going to invite you to do a few things uh, later on. But, but let's, let's just pray and let's seek the Lord um, as, we, as we end our time together. So, Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for Sabbath, and thank you for your grace. We pray, Lord, that today would be a day where we would luxuriate in the fact that you have given us time. And it's for our good and for your glory. And that we would continue to, to press in and to press forward, not out of some kind of a legalistic obligation, but as a testimony of what you have done and what you continue to do. So, Lord, we love you, and we do thank you. We praise you for moments where we can rest in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
my friend reminds us that we are no longer in Egypt just as the admonition of that first commandment that we looked at yesterday 
day reminds us that God is God over all of the Egyptian gods. Today reminds us that we are no longer slaves. That you're free. And I know that some of us grew up in spaces and places where we didn't feel free. We felt like we were shackled. And we felt like that God desperately wanted to send us to hell. We just had to be good enough not to go. But my friend, that is not the God that we see in Jesus. That's not the God that we see in Jesus who who came, who stood in harm's way, who, according to the author of Hebrews, is the truer and better Sabbath rest. He is the completion of all that God has been doing. And so today, as you go on this thankful service, be thankful and go with great gratitude that you are free in Christ. No longer slaves to sin. No longer under the thumb of its oppression. And go in freedom and providing freedom for those that are around you. Let us never forget that we are not to be Egypt to somebody else. Please stay and hang out. Eat some pancakes and breakfast food with us. We would love to chat with you and get to know you. You are loved and valued. Thank you so much for being here today. Go in his peace.